Welcome back to Jesus Speaks Farsi. Today, Jennifer and I are wrapping up our Many Threads, One Tapestry series with a conversation about what aspects of these stories stood out the most to us. I hope you're encouraged by this conversation to consider how our individual stories of meeting and following Christ, however simple or unexpected, are all part of the larger story that God is writing for His church. We're glad you're here. Let's get started. Thanks for joining us for Chai Time again. Jennifer and I are here sitting by the fire. We're drinking some tea. We're just um, chatting about our most recent series, Mini Threads, One Tapestry, and some of the things that stood out to us and that encouraged us um, just over these last few conversations. So I'm glad to be here with you, Jennifer. As well with you. Um, we just wanted to share a few of the thoughts that we had Um about these conversations. Also wanted to share a little bit about just kind of an update. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Exciting update. Um, the last few months, we have really seen our podcast grow. Um, welcome to our new listeners. Uh, we're excited you're here. We hope you can uh, spend a little time maybe over the Christmas season, going back and listen to a few of the other episodes. Um, and yeah, it's really exciting to see where all our listeners are from, and mm -hmm. we hope that they are encouraged um, as we are. Yeah, yeah, that's been a neat thing to see. Yeah, new new people coming along and um, listening to what uh, what we've been sharing. So, so today, you know, if you've been listening, the last few episodes have been uh, a series called "Many Threads, One Tapestry," and we just wanted to highlight some stories, uh, some Iranian believers who. Um, whose stories I think were a little different than the ones we've, we've been talking to over the last, well, now the year, last year and a half, almost mm -hmm. two years, yep. it seems kind of wild. Um, and they're different in that we wanted to make the point that they're different, a little bit different, uh, but that they're part of, they're part of the larger story that God is writing, um, in the same way that all the other stories that we've been, we've been sharing are, but so, um, uh, I really love that imagery too of that many threads. Like I, I think that applies to these episodes. It applies to our whole series, our show, and really, I mean, the global church because mm -hmm. um, we are one one tapestry. Um, but so many very colorful threads. Yeah. What were you saying? That. I wanted you just. I meant to ask you earlier. What were you sharing about your grandmother and how she was? Oh like, yeah. So like I, sew? I have when I think tapestry and threads, I immediately think of my grandmother and she. Gosh, I learned everything from her. There's so many quilts that she's done um, with just, you know, literally scraps of, of fabric or, mm -hmm. you know, 130,000 rolls of blue thread that she found on clearance. Like the things that seemed, that nobody kind of wanted and she made something beautiful out of it. Yeah. And so that when I, when I saw this um, title that the team developed, I thought of her immediately and what she was able to create. Um, from seemingly things that you wouldn't expect. And I think we see that a lot yeah. in these stories. I love that. That's a, that's a really great analogy. She um, was pretty awesome. Yeah. I think I've seen one of those quilts at your house maybe that she made. And there are several that I still need to do to finish quilting. Yeah. Just can't seem to get myself. That's what happens when you have a farm and farm children. And, and, and children and <laughs> job. <laughs> Just Not much things. time for quilting. <laughs> 
Um, well, let's talk about some of the things that stood out to us about these conversations. We talked to Danny, we talked to Daria, uh, we talked to Hassan over the last, well, I guess over the last six weeks. Yeah. So maybe you, maybe you start, Jennifer. What were some things from, I don't know if you want to share a particular, anybody particular, yeah. but or just overall? I think, well, just sort of like, what stood out to me kind of you know we think of the title of the mini threads in one tapestry like what is what is the tapestry that that we kind of see with these three episodes um i i saw an overarching theme of before god after god what you know what was the really really difficult things in their life um and how god was able to say you know what this was really hard there was suffering there was um just things that no one wants to go through and he literally used those in a miraculous or unexpected way mm-hmm. and um, worked through that person and through their experience. And to see where all three of them are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything man-made that happened. Like these were all true God stories. Um, and that's, I think, what really, really stood out Um for Danny, I think it was just the guilt. And I think, I, I don't know about you, but I can sometimes have that um, feeling of, you know, why are things in whatever particular season, why are things so easy for me mm-hmm. or seemingly easy? And, you know, why, and I've done this, um, many of you know, I've adopted my daughter. Why, why is she mine? Why mm-hmm. isn't her birth family, you know? Mm-hmm. Why why can't she be with them? Why didn't they get her? Why do I have her? And I've wrestled with that sort of guilt of what do I do with that? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been entrusted with this child. What what do I need to do and how can I um redeem that story mm-hmm. for her? So, yeah, I really I like appreciated that too that yeah. Danny had that awareness of um yeah, that there for whatever reason that the Lord had um had given him some or shown him some favor that that he maybe hadn't been shown to others yeah. and and that there's some responsibility yeah, i think to right. that um i know in our family we talk in my little my little family we talk about with the kids about how you know thinking we will spend some time at, at night you know reading the scriptures and praying a little bit together and often one of the things that comes up or we kind of want to remind our kids is, you know, we'll be thanking the Lord for blessings, you know, in our lives, like the blessing of our house, the blessing of each other, the blessing of, you know, our church family or, or just whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, and we, I just, Matt and I always find some, you know, moment where we just remind the kids of, you know, we're not blessed just because just to be blessed, like the Lord blesses us so that we can bless other people. Mm-hmm. And what is that going to look like? And how can we ask well, we find, you know, we often will pray like, Lord, give us wisdom and give us insight into how can we do that? Like, what does that look like for us to practically bless other people, right. you know, with what yeah. you've blessed us with? So trying to, trying to help us remind ourselves of that and mm-hmm. also teach our kids like. It's a huge lesson. Yeah. Just that res- there's some responsibility there. Yeah. Um, I think for me, Danny's story, the thing that stood out, I listened to it again to yesterday um, and his, the part where he shares that. Uh, how he, you know, would maybe be at a youth event or, you know, maybe at church, people mm-hmm. were sharing their testimonies and people would have these very dramatic testimonies of being called out of this. I mean, who who knows different. He didn't specify, but just, I could imagine maybe they had 
um, an angel would come to them or yeah. just different things that we've heard, you mm-hmm. know, people talk about in their testimonies that you're like, what? Um, and I, and he, anyway, so he shares how he always wanted a story like that, or, you know, a testimony like that and, and felt maybe some, I don't know what, not disappointment, but just like, where's you know, my story? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I resonated with that so much having grown up in a, a Christian family, um, and becoming a, a Christian at seven. Um, I can remember that being at youth group mm-hmm. events or like a revival or, you know, camp, Christian camp or something. And people sharing these really dramatic store testimonies and, and wishing that I too had come out of a gang, um, <laughs> or I too had been rescued from, I don't know, just, it seems so silly to say it now. And it really, over time, as I've gotten older, I've absolutely recognized that and the Lord has enabled this, um, that that's all grace that I didn't have to go through, yeah. you know, these awful things. But anyway, that resonated with me, even though I know we mentioned in his interview mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. it was kind of ironic that this young believer in Iran, uh-huh. you know, would feel a sense of, I have a boring story. <laughs> I just I grew up with a mom who translated the Bible and the government's always watching right. me. <laughs> right. It just seems so wild to, yeah. to be able to relate to him and yet know like our stories are so different and yet the yeah. same. How, how I think it really puts into perspective how incredible some of these stories are because yeah. if the kid who's like, ah, I said a boring story thinks that like how incredible are some of the other ones yeah, as well. Yeah. But his is just as important, right? Right. And right. look what he's doing with it. And our and ours are too. So yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Again, just that good reminder of each story, each of our stories matters and is part of that bigger story. Yep. What did you think about um the interview with Daria? What stood out to you? First of all, her voice is incredible. I know. If you haven't listened to her, go listen to her because just listening to her on the podcast, I was like Man, that girl. Yeah. She's pretty amazing. Um, For her, I think she said the word miracle quite a few times. Mm -hmm. And that really, you could tell that 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 idea or that uh, feeling of this was not from me, this was not from man, this was from God. And it's not something that, quote, should have happened, but did. And how impactful that was, um, that stood out. And just the the transformation of growing up thinking every day is the same. I don't really want to do tomorrow. And for that to be, have that kind of depression at a young, Mm -hmm. as a young child, like that's, you know, that's a lot of suffering. Um, And to see what, you know, when her family was restored and how much of an impact that made and what, and how God used her, her suffering. And, you know, it, maybe it took that amount of, depression to have these miraculous events that said, now look what I can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I struggle with suffering in general. I know. I think it's the hardest. You hear about your cat right now? Is that what you're thinking about? My cat is on its last leg. We live on a farm. We have tons and tons of animals. So it's inevitable, right? But my daughter is just, she's struggling with suffering, I think, as much as I am. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. But, you know, it's part of life. And, I still haven't figured out how to make sense of suffering. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, and it's a huge part of the Iranian church, right? Mm -hmm. And yet there's so much hope that comes out of it, which I think is encouraging to all of us. Doesn't make it easier when you're in the middle of it, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It, that is, it is hard to reconcile. I think as, as I don't know, just as humans, <laughs> why, why God allows suffering. But I, I think that, um, it sounds so cliche, but it, it really is true that when things are the darkest, you know, that's when it feels like the hope that God offers is the most bright and the most, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like alive, I guess, in a way. And so those are definitely the moments when I feel closest. Yeah. And I was just telling you, um, my daughter, who doesn't often talk about God or heaven, looks at the cat and is like, when you go to be with Jesus and you're an angel, kitty, I want you to, I don't know, think about me or something. So it was like in that moment, we hadn't even... And, you know, this is not 100% accurate, but the the thought of that, you know, that God was actually with her in that, you know, I mean, there was no one that said those words to her, but like that, he was giving her comfort even in this time when, yes, it's just a cat, you know, no, it's not the worst suffering that's ever happened, but um, I don't know, he he spoke to her. Yeah, yeah. In a way that we couldn't. Yeah. So I think that's, I was thinking about that earlier today too, just how, yeah, just that the Lord cares about the little the little things that yeah. that hurt us, um, that those matter, those little sufferings, they matter um, to him because they matter to us. So what did uh, you think about, about Daria? Daria what sort of stood out? Uh, that, that was a really fun conversation to have that ended up just being me chatting with her that day. Mm-hmm. And um, mostly because of just scheduling, it was hard to, she's busy. She's always at a conference, mm-hmm. always, you know, somewhere singing. So um but anyway, when we finally got to catch up, I, I really enjoyed hearing from her just in talking about what it was like for her to be, um, just to kind of live across two cultures. Cause and if you haven't heard her story, she is Iranian, but she grew up in Germany and, and really didn't learn Farsi till, I don't know. I can't remember. Her dad maybe. came back. Into- yeah. Cause her, her dad came back into their family. There was some restoration, what Jen mentioned a minute ago, um, when they all became believers. And then she learned Farsi. So later. Nine or 10 years old. Yeah. Um, so that she could communicate with him. And uh, anyway, it, it was just interesting to hear her talk about how she really identifies as a German mm-hmm. person. But now she's. And I didn't know that. As many years as I've worked I with either. her. I know. Yeah. Um, and then, but then she, you know, is doing ministry within the, you know, the Iranian church and um, leading worship there. And. That was just really fascinating to me to consider what is that like to live across two cultures, both of whom, you know, you're a believer in the Iranian church, you're a believer in the German church. And I think for me, that gave me some And then you do a podcast in English. And you do a podcast (laughs) in English. Yeah. Yeah. I think she said she spoke, what, like four or five? So many. Um, But I think for me, it gave perspective on what does it mean to be or to find our identity in Christ apart from... Well, and, and, and being a citizen of, you know, God's kingdom and, and not so much identifying with our culture or a country, um, that really as a believer, mm-hmm. our identity is, it kind of, it transcends those things. Um, so I, I enjoyed hearing, hearing her story and that aspect of it. Um, it's kind of that thread and tapestry thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the tapestry is bigger than the threads. So true. Gosh. So wise. Look I feel at you. So wise today <laughs> in this moment. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna take uh, a minute to ponder. process that. Um the, well, so the last conversation we had was with Hessam. And 
he's someone that I actually met at a conference that we had, I guess last January in England. And I sat by him during the conference. He was very quiet. He's very, he was very, um, reserved, you know, this older gentleman who I'd never met. And he, he was so kind and I so enjoyed that. Like I thought back while well, I was, you know, listening to this interview that Hannah did with him, I was thinking back to that conference that we had and, and just how there was just this wisdom. You could just feel like wisdom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, um, I don't know, just, there was something about him that felt, uh, you know, just like you could trust him. You could, he was going to have, you know, insight yeah. that you didn't, I don't have. And, um, so I really enjoyed getting to hear. He's a born story. teacher, right? Yeah. And I thought it was a really good lesson um, when he says something to the effect of when he first when he first became a Christian, he was going to do um, he was going to do what needed to be done, right? Mm-hmm. That was going to be he was going to be called to to serve where there was a need, and that was what making tea or something. Oh, yeah. You know, and so he started out with something so simple, but was faithful in that. And now, I mean, he's, he's so obviously well he's brilliant, but he he, yeah. wa- he wasn't so, what's the word? He's very humble. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was humble enough to say, you know what, this is what, this is what, where the need is. Mm-hmm. And, but then grew um, through his education and through his understanding of the Bible and mm-hmm. his faith in God to be able to teach tons and tons of people and now says that's you know um that's the meaning of his life i think Mm -hmm. that's the words he used yeah but it didn't start out that way yeah i think that's really powerful that message of where you're at right now not necessarily where you're going to end up but just to be faithful Mm -hmm. and um to listen i hadn't thought about that yeah there there is a real like in that conversation and even just in my time sitting with him at the conference, mm-hmm. there's a real humility about mm-hmm. him that was really a, a very appealing. Um, but I, I also just, I really appreciated hearing from an older, mm-hmm. you know, Iranian believer. I feel like he was kind of like this elder statesman of the mm-hmm. Iranian church. And um, he has all this perspective that, you know, some of some of these new, newer believers just aren't able to have yet. Um, and, yeah, so it, it makes yeah. sense that he's... Well, and it was all born out of, um, you know, he shouldn't have left the hostel, right? And he went to this basement church. Oh, yeah. And it was so profound that he gave his life, gave his life to God. And, like, you know, sometimes I think you hear those kind of stories and you think, well, was it flashy? Mm-hmm. Was it, like, what was said that was just the right thing for them to, quote, convert them? And then I, I don't know. Sometimes I think that's powerful in a lot of ways and sometimes people fall away when Mm -hmm. maybe it's not so flashy but to see from that experience that instant Mm -hmm. that he experienced that at the church where he felt like the pastor was talking to him 40 years later Mm -hmm. you know he's you just listen to him forever like i know and finding that bible too like that in farsi under his bed right that just some random person that he still has and totes around with him oh i forgot about that yeah that he had it with him yeah yeah, for the recording, which was so, which was so cool, and um, but gosh, it gave such a. I mean, it was helpful to. It was hard to hear, but it was helpful mm-hmm. for me to hear, you know, his what his life was like as a refugee for what like three or three and a half years living in that house of a hundred people, hundred people, and I think like eight, maybe eight roommates, and just how 
God, that must have been hard. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, I can't imagine. That was that was actually helpful for me to. I think just create create some, uh, give me some perspective. I think more compassion for man. That's and also a little bit of guilt because yeah. I was the bratty one that didn't want to share a bathroom in college. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It definitely gives some gives some perspective. Um, so anyway, we had yeah, so we had some really good conversations. Um, these last few weeks and uh, I hope that y'all are encouraged by those too so as we wrap up um, we did want to kind of bring a current situation um, to you all uh, we typically ask our uh, guests uh, for a prayer request mm-hmm. at the end we don't typically do that with chai time but as we're approaching Christmas, um, one thing that we ha- have seen over the last quite a few years is that uh, persecution and arrest and interrogation seem to increase um, inside the country of Iran. And so we just want to bring that before you all. Um, and just as a prayer point, you know, if you're if you think about it in your prayer time, if you could just um, mm-hmm. think about those new believers, um, the believers who have, you know, been serving faithfully for a long time, um, they get, to, you know, there's there's a target on mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. around this time. And so we are seeing more rest and it's just it's a scary time for them and their mm-hmm. families. So, yeah. 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 That would be good to remember them um, over the holidays. Well, so wrap up. This has been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. Just the two of us, just us girls. That's not not typical. Nope, nope. Um, it's been a fun. It's been a fun year. Yep, it sure has. I'm looking forward to what's next. So, all right. Till next time. Yep. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us for our Chai Time conversation today. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our conversations with Danny, Daria, and Hassam in this series, I hope you'll make time to do that. On behalf of the Jesus Speaks Farsi podcast team, I wanted to thank you for being a listener this year. We hope this podcast has encouraged you and inspired your imagination for what is possible with God. We'll be taking a break this Christmas season, and we'll look forward to seeing you back here next year. From all of us at Jesus Speaks Farsi, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, would you take a moment to subscribe to our podcast or leave us a rating or review? We love for more people to learn what Jesus is doing amongst Farsi speakers today. Jesus Speaks Farsi is produced by Elam Ministries, a nonprofit ministry whose mission is to strengthen and expand the church in the Iran region and beyond. For more information, resources, and ways to partner, visit elam.com.